0: It's because white men are broken. I say to I my know. captive, I say to my captive white men all the time, what is wrong with white men? And he's like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> like, he's like, I quite literally gave up that life to
1: be your living, <laughs> your living man.
0: <laughs> my living straight guy. Where was it? What's wrong with straight white men? He's like, stop it. <laughs> stop." Everything, funny. everything. And what's your t-shirt? Uh, it's from the Alice Austin
1: house oh cool um which my video on on the austin house actually did really well oh i have to go back um, and look. i posted it <laughs> uh,
0: yesterday i guess okay oh,
1: cool.
0: um here we go now that they switched the feed weird things again so now <laughs> <laughs> also, I have one also anybody again <laughs> also i'm just like
1: i'm getting nothing but straight people's cap cut edits of what they look like when yes! they're older and i want to fucking bash my head against the wall because i don't care
0: and i don't know how much how much i can block cap cut like can you just i think they should just do a filter no cap cut like it's funny it's funny when it's like a pedro pascal meme every
1: now and again but like i don't want to i'm the same see... age as him i'm the same age as pedro pascal
0: Then one nurse was like wow your skin is a lot better than this
1: <laughs> he's a white guy <laughs>
0: But I think it's also like he seems like he likes the sun. I don't know. Well, I was about to say, he's a, a white mean? guy
1: who looks like he doesn't wear like sunscreen in the yeah, sun. Yeah, he just
0: looks like he's out a lot. Like he yeah. was like, I just think he's like out. I think also probably he's the kind of guy I suspect who had a lot of bad skin problems as a kid. Like he has like pockmarky things. Mm. But I like, think that's why people find him sexy. I guess. Oh, yeah, he's normal. He seems really nice. I mean, <laughs> not
1: I, have, actually, <laughs> I have not seen any of The Last of Us. I also, I'm just super behind on like the Pascal train. Uh, and I'm, and I've said this like in previous recordings or to you previously where I'm like, I'm like, it's kind of weird watching the zeitgeist craze over some dude that you are not paying attention to. Cause like, like yeah. I, I remember when it was like Cumberbatch and, you know, like that era from like a decade ago yes. and I was like fully into it. Right. Yes. I was a
0: big Sherlock fan. Yeah.
1: Um, Us too. Us too. Gay undertones for yeah. me. Us too. Uh,
0: Us yeah. too. <laughs> Even if he's like really weird looking. I, I mean, I think, like. But also, did you see all that stuff that came out about okay, him like, let's on stop. TikTok? Let's stop for a second. Let's stop for a second. Um, because this is good. This we is a right, good right into drama. I know. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop. Okay, welcome.
1: <laughs> I really blew out my mic. Welcome to the Art ArtLust podcast where we make art accessible. I'm Sophie.
0: Oh. I'm Sophie. Seema, if you'd like to support the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. We love seeing your ratings. We love reading them. We Seriously. read everything anybody gives us. Oh my god! Should we sorry yes let's do that but let me say this first (laughs) we want you to subscribe particularly on apple Podcasts, because that's Mm -hmm. a great way for other people lots of people use it know about it we'll take Mm -hmm. it on spotify we'll take it anywhere but apple Podcasts. do it also please consider supporting us through patreon a dollar of a month and we will virtually come to your studio if your studio's in new york we might even like come to your studio yeah you go to a raffle every month gang We love talking to artists about their work. It's what we do anyway, and we love it because we believe in art, and we believe in making everybody feel like their art is the best it can be. So we'll talk about your art. We'll give you feedback. We'll give you reviews. We'll give you references. We'll support you, Mm
1: -hmm. and we'll be your
0: friend for life. So join our Patreon for a dollar a month and review us over and over and over. More reviews, totally fine. Go for it. God damn, you're good at that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i'm always such a robot when i do it i'm like yeah no give it up give it up come on give us some give us some cash but we do Uh, love people that's why we love talking but you're so like emphatic and passionate about how much you love art gosh no wonder i'm producing this podcast you got it the world has to hear it that's right so what art did you see this week I would like to. I didn't really see it this week, but I have been posting about it this week. I went to the Alice Austen House Museum on Staten Island, which, if you don't know, I is, love it. It's one of the actual, uh, like one of the only uh, heritage listed uh, New York pre Stonewall LGBTQ sites. Of history. And for many years, the museum did not have mention of Alice Austin's sexuality or the fact that her partner, Gertrude Tate, lived with her in that house for like 40, 50 years, like at the approval of Austin's family. Like her grandparents loved Gertrude Tate. Like they loved Austin's lifestyle, right? Uh, so I went and I met with the educational director who found me on TikTok. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a really strange one. Just like real world kind of art spaces finding me through TikTok is really strange. But I was looking at lots of photographs of old lesbians, basically. And on my shirt is Austin's girlfriend uh, before Gertrude. Who, her name is Daisy. She was really into cycling and she did world cycling tours. And she owned a gym. What a so the, butch.
0: So I, I love the Alice Austin house. And one of the things mm. I love is, I mean, we can put it up on our show notes. But one of the things to me that it's I so keep beautiful. thinking of is that, um, and I'm just showing a picture that you could look at, but the Alice Austin House, it's, so it's 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 in Staten Island, so you take a ferry. It's on the edge the of Staten Island. It's right. on the water. It's beautiful. Yes, and that's what I was just going to say, that it's sort of astonishing to me because, like, you take a ferry mm-hmm. to the sta- to Staten Island and you take a bus to the Alice Austin House, Or mm-hmm. I get to take it over, but I took a bus. But, like, you go from what is our world, you know, like our time, and then yeah. you go to where it is, and I find yeah. it... I, fa- I like it's like it's at this out- outpost, and so in some ways, I always think like these these women were almost like homestead, like what we think of as homesteading. Of course, it totally. wasn't right because it was she, all. like, I mean, world. she had
1: people who also like worked for her. Right. Right. Right.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> But to me, one of the things I think that's really I love about that space and like that view that I just showed in that picture is that, mm. she, you know, like I imagine them like standing in this house, like looking out at the water, look, like you can being look at the at edge, Manhattan. it's crazy. You can, and
1: you can see like all of Manhattan, you can it's see the whole skyline. View. I just like it's imagine a being view. a 19th century lesbian who like, instead of being in the hustle and bustle of the city and being kind of like pulled every which way in terms of your identity, you get to live like in relative yes. kind of peace. You get to live like with your grandparents who are like, I love you and your girlfriend.
0: Like, isn't this just so nice? And they you know, have like a beautiful that's so front yard true. by the
1: water, I right?
0: I know. Like, it's such a pretty place. And it's sort of weird because you're there and they're like, am I still in Long Island? <laughs> Sorry, am no, I still in Staten Island? No, really. Am I still in Staten Island? Like, So for anyone Staten- who also
1: doesn't kind of understand, and I'm kind of learning this as I, I get to know New York, Staten Island is kind of like a really interesting part of New York in that it has like a really divided split. demographic,
0: right? <laughs> split. Yeah, yeah. split. Like, I mean, divided. There's divided. a lot of like
1: high income and low income. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a real strange split of uh, demographics.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting because. By
1: America's standards, at least.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's actually very what I think it is, is that um, Staten Island is like a lot of urban America. Uh, where the suburbs and the the urban are just so split, even though they're right next to each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's on an island, so they're much closer to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's all like right? compressed. Like, totally. Yeah, because like Staten Island, if you look at how big it is compared to Long Island, which is enormous, mm. you know, I think that one of the things for me about, you know, the Alice Austin house is that it's a sort of, Um, It's like cut out of Staten Island. It's beautiful and it's preserved, but then like there's Staten Island right next to it. But it reminds us that like all of these places we were in looked different. Yeah. Right. They just were different. I also really love what you said. I want to say it again, that um, one of my favorite things about Alice Austin House is and listen, you have to talk about the queer experience as being all the things, but I think that, and that's really important. And certainly there's a lot of strife and struggle and, um, secretness and all of those kinds Mm. of things that are really important to explore. But I love how it is also positivity, you know, which you don't always can't have because the story couldn't be told that way, right? Like, it's not, it's not like I'm saying you should like gloss over terrible things. It's more that there was good things here that you can talk about. Well, and
1: it's the fact that it's a museum that is now, has the funding to revise and yeah. have the proper history. That's huge. Yeah. Like, that is, yeah. that's, yeah. I really can't state how big of a deal that is mm-hmm. um, for a place that had absolutely no mention of, like, her life and her sexuality. And it was, like, just mm-hmm. dedicated to her photography, which is her identity. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that's what kind of really gets mm-hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also, and this is what I said in my video, it's maintained by people in the community. So we now Mm -hmm. get stories that may never have existed or have come Mm -hmm. to light otherwise. Like, Mm -hmm. my favorite part is that all of the workers there all have a crush on Daisy, her girlfriend before Gertrude Tate, the one who's like into cycling and owned the gym and was like kind of a sexy butch. Like all the staff are like oh we love Daisy she's We're kind like, of a rock Daisy star stands. yeah right from the stories she's like oh, a little bit of a rock. right so and then like you know because they kind of like brought me into their little space and kind of showed me like all the because I went in on a day that they're technically closed and only open to school tours because they do a lot of education for youth on Staten mm-hmm. Island and go to schools mm-hmm. which I think is really mm-hmm. interesting they actually teach a lot of really young kids their place in Like, or like the fact that like LGBTQ history does exist like Mm pre-Stonewall and like it Mm -hmm. may not be, they are white lesbians, let's be real, they are like wealthy white lesbians, so they're not inclusive of like, you know, every demographic. But it's still so amazing to kind of see that there are spaces that you can, this kind of stuff is accessible if only people like gave a shit enough. (laughs) And I think the house is such an important part of it, right? Like without that Mm. real estate, this... It would never happen. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the the idea mm-hmm. of her kind of being a figure is actually tied to real estate in a way that I think is I think more indicative of the art world than we may realize. Hmm.
0: Hmm. I will say though um to go back to the wealthy white lesbians. I will. Yes. The thing to me also, Staten Island is markedly more white than a lot yes. of parts of the regions around New York City. I know it's not. You know, like I know that like it's not the it's not the hippest part of New York City, but it, it's but it is also a lot whiter. It's a lot older. Hmm right i'm looking at the numbers it looks like it's 75 percent white so for a community like that too to hear for about New white York, lesbians oof. yeah yeah I mean, um but to hear to hear um about white lesbians is it makes sense right like you want to hear about totally your own story sense. sometimes totally yeah. totally what art did you look at this week Seema? so i looked at art only sadly digitally mostly um that's but half of my life I know, me too. But I've been like, so I'm really obsessed with, and I want someone to curate a show about how contemporary artists use images of cell phones in their artwork. Mm. And I dream of somebody doing this show. I dreamed of doing the show once when I worked in museums. Um, maybe somebody will pay me to do the show. But I, I think that part of the reason I think of it is because I, I've i noticed there's a marked lack of cell phones in artwork that shows like basically what I would call genre scenes, scenes of everyday life in the contemporary world. Mm. And so what I find really interesting is, though I am sure that I would be stunned if any of these artists don't have a cell phone. And so what I think is very interesting is when an artist chooses to use a cell phone in an image, why they put it in that position. So somebody like Erin M. Riley, who's one of my favorite contemporary artists who works in tapestry, um, mm. and I put a lot of these, I've been putting up pictures now on Instagram for fear that TikTok disappears. And uh, M. Riley, her work is about her self-portrait. And so in the contemporary, it's like, it's a portrait, but it's also a really a, a, like kind of a discussion of what life is. So the mm. phone is a part of life, right? So she's taking a picture of herself in the mirror Mm -hmm. And the phone, she creates a tapestry of an image that includes a phone. But the the image, what I think is interesting is it includes the phone because the phone is what she's, the phone picture is what she's making a tapestry out of. Mm -hmm. The physical object is in the frame, but the frame is made by that physical object
1: just sorry you've had you can see that my wheels are turning since that you yeah. brought this up right because i'm just kind of i'm bleh, gathering my thoughts um <laughs> as because you know how i've been reading the social photo yeah um, yeah and i uh thank you uh joe for your recommendation uh many episodes joe ago. Minick, go back yes. and
0: re- go back and download that episode yes
1: <laughs> um i'm thinking about how in this like rise of the ubiquitous kind of use of devices and phones and like photography and all that kind of stuff, it's like faded away out of fine art in a way. Um, Which like, of course, we know why, right? Because the idea that any kind of art medium, ubiquitous and accessible, like devalues it in some way, which is just kind of like my favourite criticism that people throw around because it's so silly. But um,
0: you're just making me think, you're making me think about like, why yeah like why do you choose it like so i was also looking at grace weaver who Mm -hmm. does you know she does a whole lot of images that are sort of caricature human life but Mm -hmm. she doesn't always include a phone in it and i think it's interesting it's like people used to say that on television nobody watches tv
1: that's true
0: and so i wonder if it's no one's
1: reading a book in a story Mm
0: -hmm yeah that one I think is less true. I, think I, a I lot agree. Of times, I think it's not true. I think um, I think because readers write books, they always make readers the heroine. Mm-hmm.
1: So even if they're not literally
0: reading a book out loud to you, they have a book in their pocket. They're holding a book. That's They've true. read a book. They mention a book, you know, That's like, so I think true. that part is true. that the the book is present in books, But the television is not present in television. And similarly, I think <sighs> that the object of, the creation of so much of our imagery is often not present in our imagery or our fine art imagery because i i think it is because it is it's like which uh there's a person i love i think i've mentioned her before on this podcast um her handle is pardon me she's a medieval Mm -hmm. historian um Mm. and she did a great video on the tiffany effect and the tiffany effect is this idea that um if you do a book if you do uh, some anything about the medieval era you don't use the word tiffany because you think it's a like you know a contemporary name but it's a historic name Mm -hmm. and she proved that it is a historic name but like it's not completely true because there weren't that many tiffany's in the past there were a lot of tiff uh, Theofania's, it comes from Theofania mm. um, so like there was a lot of those and mm-hmm. so part of it is that like the past is often a little bit different and so yeah. I think that the part of the reason the people, so that, her video aside about the Tiffany effect I think that the Tiffany effect is why a lot of contemporary artists don't use cell phones in their imagery they omit those because the fear that this work won't be uh, universal that it'll t- sit us with a time that is like mm. You know, like it's almost like this ana- anachron—the desire to be anachronistic. in the No, future. it's true. Evergreen content. <laughs> Evergreen content, and I think, um, and so, and when
1: they put well, cause it, it's like when you see old phones and stuff in TV shows, and you're like, "Oh, that's an old iPhone." Um, yes, an yeah. old
0: iPhone. But if you saw like a really old thing, you probably wouldn't notice. Yes, yes. Like the just
1: the. But if I, I see think that like a really early... Yes. like, and especially like the the UI, like the old yes. like iOS, you see it, yes. and you're like.
0: I know. my Reading text
1: messages? Ew, it's before the blue iMessage era. Like, I've totally been through that watching TV. Um, And it feels
0: very uncomfortable. I think it's the discomfort of it. We were watching Casey undercover and there was something that she had and I was like, dude, poor Casey. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, wait. Sorry. We've just done a photo theory in my brain.
1: (laughs) So in the social photo, they kind of talks about how you know the content that we create now kind of gives us this sense of nostalgia for the present moment, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm kind of wondering: is there like an uncanny valley period of like yeah, looking I, at so the that's past? My theory.
0: Yeah, that, that's sort of my theory about the phone. That the phone, the fear of the phone being not uncanny canny valley. Look, you've done it again. You've led a horse to water. <laughs>
1: Right. you're so good at that you're so good at just like leading me to theory like, here you go here you go
0: <laughs> we do it together we do it together um yeah so that's my art this week uh which mm. does take me to the tiktok drama you know so my tiktok drama for this week is not a drama but it's driving me insane cat cut <laughs> CapCut uh-huh. is making me it's like so, so i haven't annoying. been able to so this week i've been working and um away from like i'm work from home but i i was working in a place that had terrible wi-fi and so therefore blocked TikTok. So I'd only mm. watch very little of it if I was mm-hmm. sitting in one little room with extra mm-hmm. one little window. Um, and so I mostly just would record a thing and then turn off my cell phone mm-hmm. coverage. So I barely watch it, but every time I'd get on, it'd be CapCut. They're really pushing it. But now that
1: Mr. Chu is on TikTok, I kind of want to do a video where I like crash into the frame. I'm like, hi, it's Sophie here. Can you bring back pinned comments,
0: please? <laughs> Oh my can god! stop PIN, pushing what? fucking CapCut? So, but can you explain to me, what, what was the wrong, what, what, why'd they take it away from us, pin comments? Why'd you do that? Like, what what was the, like, UI, what's the UI UX problem? I think it's, I think How, it honestly why was is. Why making you
1: lose money? I want, I'm like, I need to Yeah, not...
0: like, what, but I think it's actually, I think I know. So my thing about the pin comments is, because, like, I, the other day, did what about um, Donald Trump. and oh, the,
1: did you? God, I missed that.
0: And it it did pretty well and um my videos haven't been doing very well. But um, neither
1: of mine.
0: Yeah, I mean who knows? Like who knows? And we're not um, posting cap cuts is fucking why. It's actually why. And um and I also like am a a brown person who doesn't wanna be an idiot, so like <laughs> or like show my body and all, which is the topic of today. And um but I um, did one about Donald Trump and I said um, federal counts, he was federal counts a felony and it's extra state counts a felony. And mm. I immediately realized it, but I did, I try to do my videos in one take. So I just put it up and then I put it as a comment, you know, but it's not pinned. And then a number of other commenters commented that I was wrong. And um, I, and I had even said that's to somebody, a really like,
1: good way to get engagement though.
0: <laughs> but, but I think that's why they've stopped pin comments. I honestly think that's why, because... When somebody pins a comment, they're trying to deal with all these like cuckoo bananas things.
1: You're so fucking right. You're on the money. And I think that's why. You're on I the think money. that's why
0: they do it. And so. Well, and also
1: because now they're populating it with comments that are most related to you, right? Um, yes. They'll auto populate yes. it with stuff that's related to you, like people right. you follow, like right. all of that kind of stuff floats to the top because they want you to use the dislike function. And remember how I told you a couple of weeks ago I was getting all the like mean comments float to the top? And I was just like, am I Am I like a really nasty person secretly? And the algorithm knows it. And like, is this why I'm getting these pushed to the top? What's
0: going on? No, you're right. You're right. I think that's what it is. So um, our topic today is about like visuals on TikTok and a test mm. that we did. Is but this, Is this, can I call it male gaze part two? It is male gaze part two. But before we do that, I think the cap cut, and the reason I want to use that drama to, this week is because mm. to me, one of the things about the cap cut, ones is that they are so focused on aesthetics so many mm. of them are like here's how i'm gonna look when i'm old here is i can't stand Pedro that one pascal i um, i will say
1: i did like the pingu one i thought that's a, uh, was a but great see tool.
0: this is a good example i unless it wasn't maybe it was all over your feed it was barely on my feed really? it came and it went i got it, came and it went
1: i got all the medical ones for whatever reason i'm on like <laughs> first responder TikTok half the time oh. i don't know why uh oh. but um, maybe there are people who you're are very like, empathetic <laughs> i guess yes um but I, I also wonder if like because my work is kind of like dark and psychological oh. i do like have people who are attracted to my work who work in fucked up spaces right i can imagine that people who deal with that kind of stuff every day I would be imagine. like i gotta look at some stuff that makes me feel like it's like poking a bruise you know um, yeah.
0: No, no. First responders, I know, uh, lots of, I know, I mean, I've related, both of us are related to a lot of physicians. Yes. They watch the dumbest stuff. <laughs> like, oh they're like, I oh don't want to think about it. Oh my God. No, and like, they're,
1: they're like not doctors when they're not in a hospital. They're useless. No, no, They're like, no, they no, don't no. understand healthcare outside of the context of an emergency room. It's really funny. No, no, um, no,
0: But I think that a lot of those, the thing for me about CapCut is that I think it plays on this, like a very simple trick that can be replicated over and over and simple tricks that are replicated over and over have to often be predicated on something cultural. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: like something fast. And I think that's why the one like young, how are we gonna look when we're old? I just
1: can't stand it because I'm getting every single fucking straight couple who's like,
0: Oh my god, it's good to look whenever oh my god, baby. Like, I don't care. Well, and care. those are also like very I interesting about race. Like I know. every Asian guy is like gonna be like it's like <laughs> turn into stereotypes.
1: It's weird. Um it's But also like odd. as we know, a lot of those filters are extraordinarily racist
0: yeah um, that's true
1: that's true there's like but a then whole subcontent genre of people being hate crimed by filters <laughs>
0: oh dude dude yeah it's wild no it's true it's true it's very very true it's very very true like the all the ones that a lot of them we, we at our house we often do how white does this make this this filter make me <laughs> like... oh really really <laughs> how do you change my race Seriously. um my I think for do. me
1: the most thing the thing that i have to look out for the most is does it get rid of these lines for me that's it
0: uh, yeah. Does it change you know, my I, I become <laughs> I become whiter and whiter um, but I think also part of it is it's predicated on what has been decided to be attractive and I think Pedro Pascal is a great example because like so Pedro Pascal and I are like the, basically the same age
1: um, yes except and... you, you don't look like a raisin <laughs>
0: I but I think <laughs> Pedro Pascal probably had more fun in his life than I did. I think that's I think he lived a different life I think he was out in yeah. the sun I'm not I in guess. the sun so, um, and, sun doesn't um,
1: always equal fun, though. I feel like that's an extroverted myth. Oh,
0: maybe that's true. <laughs> maybe
1: that's true. <laughs> I am, f- I am firmly of the belief that summer <laughs> is for extroverts.
0: I said it. I, I am an extrovert, but I, I, don't, I don't, I don't like doing anything that involves too much work. <laughs> mm. I like all, I like exercise that I could drink coffee doing. <laughs> um so you're on your so treadmill content me and my treadmill can <laughs> drink coffee while i'm drinking i could never
1: i would just immediately be like okay i'm going to the bathroom <laughs> uh
0: but um i think that part of the thing is that it supports a certain kind of thing that people decide is visually appealing culturally mm, mm-hmm. so like Pedro pascal right now is having a moment but i think even the moment of Pedro pascal is interesting because he is not having a moment in the way like I think that we allow people who like are like Pedro Pascal and I don't think there's a female I think it's a really a thing that we in society allow men to have No it's so true Right? Like there's like Pedro Pascal. Because, like, the alternative
1: is like Jennifer Coolidge, who everyone's loving for like yes. her comedy and because she's yes, like. Yes, but we're not like because, she's hot. Because like fat women can be a gimmick, right? Right. right. Not, not right. because she's sexy. Not because no, she's like exactly. a fucking queen. She's sexy in, like... for the gays. She's sexy for right. the
0: gays. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of
1: like, shits me to tears.
0: Yeah. And like Pedro Pascal, everyone's like, look at how hot he is. And I was like, yeah, but like. You, you see, wouldn't he, though? I mean, he seems like I like I I don't I, I will never in my life, as we always say on this episode, I will never in my life meet Pedro Pascal. There's like
1: zero. <laughs> never instance. say never,
0: never say never. You never know. Okay, Pedro never Pascal, know. if you would like a guided gallery tour of any museum, I have done it for famous people. I'm happy to do it for you. I just want to. I just want to talk to him. I just want to fight him about
1: art. See what his opinions are.
0: He probably like. I think he'd be like like with us. I think he he's got a good look. I wanna I wanna believe
1: I he's that he's us. on the level, but I also know that like. Yeah. it's all a facade and it's no not no not. No, <laughs> no he's not like he's not like
0: he, he's not like pro spanish or anything i don't think that's happening but oh. he, he, he's not like i'm into the monarchy that's not peter pascal but Let's i would not. say that um peter pascal to me as somebody who's like his age mm. and like he, i look at him and i think you know what you're a guy who wanted to be an actor and you knew you were gonna be a character actor because like you're attractive but you're not like handsome yeah, That's what I would think of him. But the Internet has put him in a position. And I think, you know, like all these cut means like him eating. It's like they have decided that his he passes. He passes into hot. He is not handsome. I don't hear a lot of handsome. I hear a lot of daddy. Yeah. Hot, cool. Yeah but he's not the and but then also interestingly enough people who look like chris evans which i have, i was saying to somebody the other day chris evans looks so much like he could be from the west side of cleveland like <laughs> and i've even seen him in real life cuz he shot in cleveland a lot of famous mm. we've seen a lot of famous people cuz they shoot mm. in cleveland it looks like it could be any place. Totally. So we've seen a lot of fa- famous people in life, but he is the kind of like normal look, Like he is like handsome, right? I just think he's so boring looking. He's so boring looking. He is like, my daughters and I are always like, he oh, he literally like, he went is to Saint like Captain America <laughs> core, you know? Yeah. Like, he looks like so many people. I like, I was like, they don't eat like him, so they're not like him, but his face, he could be like a million guys. But it just depends on what ethnicities you grew up around, yeah. right? So that's why I think yeah. like, but um, but like people like him or people like I don't know who's that guy? That guy I find him truly annoying because he left because he left his wife so he could like screw models. Um, he was um Cyclops. that could be literally anyone. I know he was Cyclops and X men and then like. No you know, I more. hope that he ends up alone. I always hope for those men that leave their wives who like saw them through becoming famous, and then they leave them for hot women. I hope that they like end up alone and dead. Um... I honestly, <laughs> I wish that upon most cis hetero
1: straight men who like use women in their lives. That's what it to, is. Like, it is. And then, pay their rent. Know, build. I just their don't careers, even know how they look at their kids. Have their children. He got, he
0: got some model pregnant, and he like raises all these kids together. And I don't even know how they look at their kids. How do they have sons who know that they're gonna have happy lives? I just anyway, like. I don't understand. Oh, like someone That's like Alec super, Baldwin
1: can like look you know. at his older children and be like, "I'm gonna go take care of my triplets that aren't from totally. your family now." See you later. Totally. Totally. Like, like, these
0: men, these men I don't know. But um, he's with Cyclops and X Men. But he's another guy who's like just class. He's like he looks like what we think of as the norm of attractiveness. Mm. My point about this very long rant is that they can never be Pedro Pascal. They can never be in Cap Cut like that. Yeah. It's because what what the what apps do and what the TikTok drama right now, I think is men. Who can pass out, uh, pass into what is thought of as hot. So they've passed, they're allowed to be seen as culturally attractive, but they do not follow the norms we often set. Get to be in this interesting liminal position. Fanny, if there
1: is ever a gym bro listening, highly unlikely, but also like take note. I mean,
0: I do walk on a treadmill.
1: I walk on a treadmill. I mean, you may be attracting some gym folk out there, but who knows? Just like take note. The people who take off are never the 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 gym dude with the abs. It's like the weird no, alien looking true. Benedict. Cumberbatch it's exactly. Who, like, is it's exactly it. It's androgynous the weird. and weird. And okay. then it and then it became like Adam Driver because there were a bunch of like white girls who didn't realize that like Jewish boys could be attractive. He's not and- Jewish no but like the like the rise of like Andy Sandberg and oh, like, dudes a- with like Sandberg, long yeah. faces but Adam Driver, like, D- I don't think it's true no he's not but yeah. then the, but there's like a whole trend of people being like oh my god the weird guy is attractive it's like no you, you actually just like people who don't have traditionally European faces
0: so this is what my daughter and I were talking about so I've said this many times in this podcast the East Side of Cleveland is super diverse mm-hmm. and um, so my daughter and I were talking about this that part of the thing we think is that like these people who get to have this free pass of being really cool it's because people in a lot of america have never seen x Mm. so i grew up with like a lot of people who were certain kind of ethnic groups and so like Mm -hmm. romanians and but they like were often like like full or whatever. So like you would talk to people and be like, like that was a common thing. Right. So like, but they would never see someone who was Jewish, Mm. which we think is like amazing. Right. Like, Mm. like my father worked at a Jewish hospital. Like I grew up with a lot of Jewish people. They'd never see anybody who is Puerto Rican. And so these people who they find really attractive, like Adam Driver, Mm-hmm. or um Pedro Pascal or mm-hmm. it's or like Andy Samberg or who's somebody else Jack Black like literally anyone Jack who
1: does fit the mold like Jack, Jack Black, Black is <laughs> having like
0: a fucking renaissance right now people
1: love him again I
0: know and but Jack Black is like He's I remember like a new going, Star Wars movie yeah but like I remember going to my um like reunion I didn't one of my friends was on the reunion committee I never would go to my high school reunion but I went
1: to, like one I of the guys I gave my school grew- the wrong email because I did not want to go back
0: <laughs> so we back. went and like I didn't even want to go and <clears throat> one of the guys I grew up with who was really like he was funny in high school I was like oh my god he turned his Jack Black
1: <laughs> there you go there you go
0: I was like look I'm not gonna say his name on you but he grew <laughs> up and became Jack Black <laughs> and I was like oh wow that's funny he's Jack Black now um but like I think part of it is that there's a starvation in our consciousness for people, but only men, only men, only men, a different sense of beauty. I do think it's true in women, but I think that women... No, it has to be like Selma Hayek
1: like kind of over like kind of it has to be like yes like overly overly sexualized sexualized. but also like larger features like larger breasts larger butt that kind of stuff and that's one of the reasons I think she was like so popular in the 90s right I
0: think like Zendaya is not Zendaya Zendaya Zendaya? Mm -hmm, it's Zendaya mm -hmm. my kids always correct I know I just said Casey undercover um but I think it is like in the 90s man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think for the women, and so this is where I think there's a really different norm. So for the men, and this is before male gaze is about women. But yes. so let's talk about the men. There's this idea for diversity that's hot, right? Mm. For, so they're just hot. Pedro Pascal isn't hot for a Latino.
1: Yeah, 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 that's true. Right?
0: Benedict Cumberbatch isn't hot for a Brit. <laughs> I don't know what he
1: is. Oh my god, I still want to talk about the TikTok drama about him. Okay,
0: let's do him next. Let's go give us uh, but I think for so the women, up. I want um the women, and this is I did a video about this about beauty. I had a vi- picture of um six people who are sort of like Jamie Presley mm-hmm. <laughs> or Margot mm-hmm. Robbie, and I said one of the seven of us is does not conform to American beauty standards. Mm. So it was six women and me right and one of the things i found hilarious is that like because i was i had that picture up for a long time and a lot of people were like you're starting to look like margot robbie <laughs> you're like indian margot robbie that's so funny actually no and so, I guess a jaw. I mean, I guess we're human. We both have eyes. I don't know, but we both have uh, face holes. Uh. <laughs> I think actually it is the jaw. I mean, I do think I that. Think when I started seeing you it, have
1: like high cheekbones.
0: Yeah, you know? I started seeing it too. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how do I start looking like Margot Robbie all of a sudden? And she was That's like, because you lost your mom. And um, <laughs> but but the, somebody said because you said they said you're the Indian Margot Robbie, that they said for women what it is is that you are pretty for. And so yeah. I am not, Margot Robbie doesn't look like me, right? Like I look like You're somebody. pretty for an Indian girl. You're right. pretty for right. a fat girl. Blah, blah That's blah, right. Blah, blah. That's right. So for yeah. women, and that's the male gaze in society. That is the male gaze. That we cannot allow a woman to be, like, you cannot ever be a Pedro Pascal. Jennifer Coolidge is so cool for the gaze.
1: But she's you know, like a perfect example of like the polar opposite and how it exists for women though, right? Because she's like she is consumable in a sexual way pretty for like no one essentially um, yes, i'm actually surprised right. that people are still giving her fucking jobs in the industry considering she like will not get rid of her gut god i love her so much or her jowls I like i do too i do too, I do too. What a fucking and she dresses daddy.
0: she dresses to prove that they're still there yes <laughs> amazing. yes you know, like hiding
1: she, anything And like all of her interviews where she's like i fucked a lot of guys like i don't care like i just love her um, and like like she's, she's, she's so for real you, for that she's so real fuck. for that yeah really she's so real and like I think that it's right you're right though right like she exists for the gays she's not consumable in the same way and her stuff is like she's also not memed in the same way she's not yes. a ubiquitous meme in the same way like and I do think that I don't know there's some kind of uh, and I uh, like Nicole Byer talks about this all the time as well you know the comedian who hosts Nailed It I listened to a couple of her podcasts um, and she kind of talks about how, as a comedian, as like a woman who's working in the industry, like male comedians, they have what she calls – going to wait until you're not holding a hot liquid for this. Um, oh, no. So ma- Male <laughs> comedians have what she calls chuckle fuckers. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, see, that's why I waited until you put down the hot drink. (laughs) Um, Because, like, they can go on tour, they can do a show and immediately just find someone who's like, oh, my God, I love you, you're so sexy. She's like, I only ever get gay men coming up to me. Um, And, like, I never have anyone approach me after a show or in any kind of context where they're like, wow, I think you're really hot, let's go to a hotel room. Like, never happens to her. And I think, like, it's really kind of interesting, right? Because, like, even someone like Tina Fey or Amy Poehler, who do have that kind of status in the industry, and they are, like, skinny white ladies, I still don't think they would have been no. treated with the same kind of, like, reverence no. that, like, no, men no. get in that kind of industry, no. right?
0: No. Um, well, it's like, I have an irrational dislike of Ed Sheeran. That's not irrational. <laughs> My kids are always like, Mom, you, like, in- like I have, like, a, dis- like, really dislike him. And No, I really want to punch him in the face. Yes, but it's because <laughs> he's so, no- he's, like, I mean, like, He is just a guy who puts up, like, every day, like, is he just, like, the jeans that were on the ground? You know, like, he just, he looks like he's wearing the jeans he, like, fell on the floor, you know? He's also, he just, like, he looks like,
1: he's just so red all the time, and so, like, he's so English-looking, it makes me want to punch him in the face.
0: Well, that part is true, but I just, for me, it's the banality of him. There's nothing inherently wrong. It's it's actually not about him. It's about the fact that society allows him to just look like that, whereas Rihanna has to wear a (laughs) dress. I mean... And I was saying, I was like, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, come on. Um, but but like, then there's was like someone like Louis
1: Capaldi who owns it, and he's like, nah, I'm a sack of shit." I love, <laughs> like, I love that. him. I love
0: that. I love he's that. So
1: funny. And there's you another see that cr- video he posted where he's like, "Oh, the Daily Mail
0: posted this photo of me. What the fuck is going on there?" <laughs> love it i love it well there's another creator who does not who's who who doesn't know me either um i don't know this one this is not like a mutual but i love their videos it's uh like it's like an ad or a a cd from new york city named nate brown who's like fancy Mm. um and he's so fancy he's he's so clearly a fancy person that all of his videos are in long sleeve t-shirts and jeans and fleas just just light like bright light on those pores yeah. and like i I, like i was like oh you're so cash you're fancy like i got it i got it he does a great job about talking about branding and visuals so i've i followed i followed the back and bad guy is it maybe yeah my
1: my he birkin a- another birkin
0: <laughs> no i don't feel like can okay. say that he talks like he talks real like just like this Okay, he then no, no, that's no, no. like he's like he's like a kid. Uh, I my perception is of him is he's a kid from like northern Jersey who became really like fancy who went oh, to like Cooper, I see I see who went no, to like Yale no, no, or something.
1: No i'm thinking um, about, i've been thinking about this 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 is guy who works as a photo retoucher who is like very gay um oh and no. he always looks like really moisturized like oh no this, so this moisturized is not, all the time. This is what I,
0: so this is my thing about nate brown i really love his things and i want to say this like he does an excellent job in his videos and mm-hmm. he is very thoughtful and very well spoken. everything is good about his videos this <laughs> is nothing to do with nate brown however he shows up to do these videos and i swear to god the guy Hasn't looked at himself in the mirror. There's, he doesn't care what he looks like. He's just, like, his hair could be, like, he has very short hair. But, like, they, it don't could they don't have to. They don't have to. This way. It could be, like, smush. There's one video where I was like, this man just took off a baseball cap. There is clearly that. And <sighs> I want, so I've been, like, for this, for this episode, I have been stuck. I've been watching the Nate Browns because <laughs> I've been watching to see if he has any comments. Any comments about his teeth. His teeth are fine. But they're no, as fine as not. mine. They're, his teeth are just like mine. Like, not like he is not like you know he's not, gonna get, he's not gonna get criticized in the not same one. way he's never gonna get
1: criticized in not one
0: his pores like you can see his pores like there's pores he's not using beauty filter this guy no. not doing that and not one not one and even like he did a video which i thought was very interesting about um the he does mostly like rebrand stuff marketing mm-hmm. stuff like, like that so that's why i do it for i watch him for work mostly but i like his visual culture com- communication mm-hmm. and he did one about the burberry logo and you know, he's somebody who I suspect maybe took, like, art history, but not an art historian. Mm-hmm. So he he was talking about how it might be as, maybe about heraldry imagery. Mm-hmm. And he be- believed that it was um part of the literal coat of arms, and it had to go this direction for the coat of arms. But I'm almost positive because I've read stuff about it. It's probably jousting imagery, so that's, a, like, a different thing. So mm-hmm. I did a video about it, and he was very nice about my video. And my video... People criticized at my looks. They criticized how what I said. They criticized everything. And in his, all they said was, "But why is it going backwards?"
1: You know why though.
0: And I was like, oh, "Come you on, know why, man!" Though? Like I'm a
1: historian. You're like, in- not like, you making in- this shit
0: up. You inherently
1: exist for consumption, and that's he does right. not.
0: Male gaze, and that's that's why I've been like watching him because I was thinking mm. about this episode and like I anytime and like in that same week. I had somebody say to me, "I need to brush my hair and uh, brush my teeth because I'm so I, I I and he like repeatedly did it. He deleted his comments, so I didn't get a picture. I would have. I wish I had taken a screenshot. He repeatedly did it, and like just over and over and over in like the space videos? of ten minutes. Nope, on the same one, just repeatedly and like maybe a boomer because could not thread the comments. So it was like. <laughs> <laughs> you but always like not repeatedly and i was saying like you know you and i both have like hair that has a mind of its own i was like i do brush my hair this is what happens <laughs> but also like just my like, hair just does it like but it but just up named, and go away this guy named can take off a hat and his hair is like drunk and it, nobody says a thing and they could just focus on his words and take his words like yeah. even if like i don't think his read with the berber is correct but people will take it seriously. Take it seriously. And I was like, dude, that is the male gaze right in after that. And you know what's really fucked up?
1: The counterpart I- to this is that that fucking woman who went for Jeffrey Watts' face. Um, I don't know her name. I'd I cannot not me. remember her name, but you know who I'm talking about. Her name starts with N. I don't remember, but we all know exactly who I'm talking about. People will listen to her and jump on her narrative immediately when it's about fucking with another minority. And like they will platform someone What's who's his like name?
0: Jeffrey or Marsh. Jeffrey right? Marsh. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I don't remember her name. Um, but. Oh, it's. The last name is Nessa. Nessa. That's right. Shumiran.
1: Yeah. Shumiran,
0: maybe? People, people you know call though, her Nessa, I, think, I guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know um, what? I think that, though, I think that she is. And this is the other thing about the male gaze. So she is actually the opposite of Pedro Pascal. I know. So, but like she is literally. So if you think about this sort of span of. But interest, she got platformed. She got platformed for what she was
1: putting out, despite what she looks like, which I think is a really... No,
0: but that's why I mean she's the opposite of Peter Pascal. So Peter Pascal gets to be in our society. He is diverse hot. Mm. She is diverse okay, which is a different thing. So she has been passed in because, actually, I think she is in some ways um, a little bit like Jennifer Coolidge in that we have given her a pass despite her appearance not because yeah, of her Yeah no appearance. it's true it's true And so like she like she knows she'll wear eye makeup or whatever but she, nobody is saying like she's trying to sex herself up
1: No cuz well that that was never really her brand either. Exactly. but also like she her whole makeup brand that she was launching amidst all of this by the way Oh she
0: was launching a makeup so I kind of like no, I always am hearing. She did, a lot she did of like these a thing, hearing.
1: you know, like she's doing like divert tactics and extra publicity, like in different ways. Like it's just it's horseshit. Oh, I thought she was doing a with hula hoops. I thought she had a hula
0: hoop. She's doing situation. everything, but she's oh, like
1: stolen but- like everything from all these other creators and is selling wow. it like as her own. Like she's she's a very complex character. Uh, I don't really want to talk about her a huge amount because I also don't believe. I, don't, that I she never was getting watched death threats. her. Like, I just, oh, I don't, I don't believe anything she I says. I saw
0: that and I don't know. I never, we never watched her. She, her comedy was just, her humor isn't just my She's humor. not funny. She's not funny. You I can't, don't, you so can't I don't. jump to
1: school shootings when people are getting upset about baked beans on toast. That's not comparable.
0: Oh, I know. My daughter told me about that one. No, the I've I haven't actually... She never came up on my feet. It hasn't come up on my feet since like 2020 or like whatever she yeah. started. She did, she did these ones that I found. So I think the one thing that I have a hard time with her... So there was ones where like people were teaching you English mm-hmm. and she was making jokes about how people think that we're terrorists. I mean, she's South Asian of some kind, I think. I don't
1: know what her That's, ethnicity I've, is. I've seen a lot of like and, reads about her, about how she plays into the South yeah. Asian like terrorist yeah. trope. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she's and like so, crying wolf and is like people that's are threatening right. me and calling me a terrorist it's like well that's actually right. and i for you've made that space hard. for yourself on the internet it's no, bizarre. it's true. It's true. It's and bizarre. I I
0: mean, I'm sure she lives in UK. I'm sure she's been called a terrorist. I've certainly been called a terrorist. I have no doubt. And and but I for me and I know that this is like some sort of inherent thing in me as a like somebody who's old enough to have been called a minor model minority and also mm-hmm. been called a terrorist and seen the split the switch people had for me. Oof. Model um, minority. <laughs> I mean they're all awful, right? Every one yeah. of them. They're all like, you're not human. You're a group of people. But, um, but for me, I just would never. It's like having the like, best just... dog in show. It's fucked. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> seriously, <gotta> be... <laughs> seriously, it's like <laughs> look at all these
0: like hoops and tricks my dog can jump that's... through. <laughs> Very true. Wow. Um, but so for me, her humor, um, I think it really belittle it. Like it really um, decreases, devalues like the suffering a lot of South Asians really? have. Really. And so I can't laugh at that. No. I can't. And I never, like, I would not be I able to laugh I never found any of her the... content funny. Yeah. So that's why I never, I didn't, the drama didn't come to me because I block, I like block real easy. Um, So yeah. I didn't see, I didn't, I hadn't seen it, but my I daughter didn't, was, I didn't talking see about any it. of
1: it happen. I saw all of the response videos of people being like, what the fuck are you doing? You've clearly created uh-huh. a false narrative.
0: Yeah, that's I saw response videos. My daughter was also saying like we, we live in a community that has a lot of South Asians, and that mm. I think one of the things that's very hard is that um, they don't realize like the ramifications of when you do things like that. Mm-mm. Because like when she makes a terrorism joke, then that's a terrorism joke. Other kids on the schoolyard could make.
1: Well, I was about to say that green lights every. It's like what's the thing in Mean Girls where it's like when you call each other sluts and whores, it just makes it okay for guys to call you sluts and whores like oh, yes. it's like one of the actual insightful things that tina fey put into a movie script once upon a time
0: um but like it, it's true though right i, I like, feel like mean girls t- says a lot though like Mean girls has a lot of insights
1: oh that was a great don't get me wrong it was one of my favorite movies for a really long time but also she's like massively racist towards asian people which is like oh yeah in 30 rock um, oh, yes. And, and just like oh yes she also oh, fucking yes. hates sex workers which is like womp womp go back to the 90s like we don't want to he- I, I just don't want to hear it
0: i don't know like i do think though some of those things that you're saying are the 90s i don't know if she still does i don't know let's um we've know. gone ride. we've gone awry <laughs> so let's go back to this i do think mean girls to segue back mm. Me- mean girls though is from when it came i think it really highlighted how the male gaze was it's actually you a know, really like,
1: good film to bring up in this episode
0: yeah because i think that like one of the things that continues to happen is that the, the male gaze, or the idea that um, women have to conform to norms, mm-hmm. and then when they don't conform to the norms, they are basically like put into a position, mm-hmm. which is either don't Janice exist... Ian. Yes.
1: Yeah. Or like yes. non- non-consumable because you're too that's different. Right. Yeah. That's
0: right. You're either yeah. woman or not woman. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually get to pick sometimes. So like I... No, you don't. Often not woman, but not in America. But not because I like want to be not woman. It's that I don't conform to beauty norms, let's say. It's the fu- the fucked up part
1: is when women start categorizing you in those spaces.
0: And that's where I think... Ma- that's I knew where that's I think where mean you were going. Girls- yes. Yeah. me Girls is about mean girls is about like a lot of it is this idea you know comes from that book the queen bee or whatever and but it's this idea that women are in some ways the propagator of the male gaze no it's true and also
1: like and if we're gonna really go there and by extension it's white supremacy and there's white women uh, for the most part are the ones who uphold all of these structures
0: yeah yeah and like we are
1: we and this is why like you know we end up in this debate and in my well we i say we i think about this a lot and I see it online a lot, which is like, what, like, what role does makeup actually play? And like, what, like, at what point is it not liberation? <laughs> Maybe it's not at all. Um, but then it's... I don't know because also being able to like shapeshift and be like, ha, ah, fuck you,
0: you can never really perceive me, is also amazing. I so, love that. <laughs> so I will say that the one thing that's so hard about hu- humanity and like these theories you have is that we also have to live, and so we try to live this. What happens with makeup? Um, and how we can sex ourselves up and what it might change to how people perceive us on TikTok. We did an experiment. Yes. And I have to tell you, this experiment was really, really, really hard for me um, for a couple of reasons. One, I never like really played with makeup, so mm. I already didn't have the skills to start. Um, I did have the makeup of my children to use. Um, so that was a hard thing for me. The second thing is I think that when we talk about... like. American female sexuality and you said it about Selma Hayek I could not be more different than Selma Hayek physically (laughs) I think that if you had massive tits you
1: would 100% be in that space and people would be like oh Oh,
0: yeah yeah and I don't I don't (laughs) yeah my, but husband like, was like, my husband was like, I, I think Sophie has has a, has a, a leg you. up on you. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, remember like that. Because you were my showing your out. leg. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was like, you were showing your leg and you had a tits out. He's like, oh, Sophie has a leg up on you. And so I do think that, you know, and I think that that's part of it. But I think the other thing Several that I cup had hard sizes. With, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. hard um, And, but I think the other thing is that I also, for me, what was hard is that I spent in like coming out of the nineties, where, um, you know, you were you, you decided like you almost decided if I wasn't the person who was going to be sex pot, I was a smart one. Yes, and I have honed my personality to be that person. So it was mm. it was definitely stretching my and I you know stretching. Mm my abilities to try to be sexy we kept we kept saying about how did we make mommy sexy and the girls were like this is a disturbing test you're doing yes it is it It is
1: disturbing uh but that's the world we live in for me like i Mm. i don't and i think i don't know if this worked or not but i think it did i think i think so too but uh when i was making my portfolio videos i think is when it really started to hit but also when i was doing my ethics series people would engage more and take me more seriously if i was like If I presented better, because the thing is, and also what many of you may not understand, or you may understand because this is how you feel about fat people, is that fat women or like feminine presenting people are not allowed to exist in public without makeup on. It's actually considered rude. And I I understand that this is kind of the same for women, but like as a fat person, especially in America and like white culture, you can, you cannot go into a public space without makeup on, without it being considered a social faux pas. Right. Because you, because you are not playing the game you're not playing into being consumable because you're already you're already not a part of the male gaze you already don't exist you already know you're wrong so if you're not wearing makeup and if you're not performing a certain level of femininity for consumption you like i have had like men in my life like at events when i have not bothered to like put on makeup or anything have like walked past me and seen me and then later in the day be like, oh, I didn't see you around. I'm like, I do not exist to you because I'm not attractive. And I can see it in the way that like you behave. And it's really transparent and it's really kind of embarrassing. Like it's it's embarrassing for them.
0: Like the thing is, they don't get well, yeah, that's what, what I mean, human, right? Yeah, No,
1: exactly. And it's like I have even though even though, like the specific person I'm talking about was like, "Wow, I've never seen anyone make the work that you do." I thought that your tintypes were fake because your skin tone is so good. Like immediately, kind wow. of a kind of a compliment, also kind of a neg. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's him like talking about his insecurity, though, right? Yes. Sure. Yes. But then, like, same person is like, oh, I didn't see you around. I'm like, my brother in Christ is literally <laughs> in front of you. Like, I you were talking to someone else and I was standing next to them. I was right there. And it's kind of just incredible to see how, especially, like, you know, I've talked to curators in Australia and I've gone to photo spaces and I've tried talking to people where I, like, actively look like a lesbian. And uh-huh. they don't talk to you. They don't want to know uh-huh. you because you, uh-huh. just, you don't exist
0: for them. And especially when you're confident.
1: Oh, uh-huh. well,
0: confidence. And that's the other thing. So, I that was what I was going to say. I'm trying to go back to find mm. some of my videos where I had it. And I will say, like, the numbers, I don't know that the numbers, there were some that, like, I think it's because this is where variables are really hard to do a true test. And I was saying, like, human humanity and theory are challenging, especially when we don't know the variables of the algorithm. Like, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know because, like, sometimes I did ones like, where um i'm trying to find this was a little while ago that we did this test but like where i would put on full makeup mm. and um that was like a month ago yeah and i'm looking at them now and i think that the numbers definitely were higher when i always wore makeup mm-hmm. but i think part of it was people were so shocked because i don't usually wear makeup they were like oh my god you look so great like oh my god you look so pretty so totally. then they would add views right yeah i and do think stuff, though yeah and then, um, obviously, because I was wearing makeup, a lot of people said, what are you trying? Do you I need- mean, they're you nothing if you're not astute. <laughs> I know, right? You do need to wear makeup. <laughs> I was like, thanks for telling me. Um, I don't need to. <laughs> like,
1: when they're like, what are you doing? It's like, shush. It's just, yeah. I'm, shush. I'm doing a test. Shush.
0: Stop paying attention to
1: all the fine details of my content.
0: The thing um, I then thought was interesting, though, is when I decided to wear, like, to, so I, I'm always cold. And so that's why I'm always, You're always in a sweater covered. I'm yeah. always in a sweater. Yeah. Um, and um, I always have like something, you know, close to me, but I wore tank tops. Mm. and that i thought was the most interesting part of it that i found that people didn't mention anything about my looks and i would sometimes have no make this was like part of what i was trying to test but out
1: that also would have made you like psychologically more accessible to people exactly fascinating. exactly
0: so, yeah. so the tank top ones i'd wear a tank top and i would make up or not makeup but the tank top ones did really well but did not have comments it was clearly sub- subliminal mm. Mm. But the other mm. thing, I, I no, because trying- like
1: decolletage is a point of access for women. Yeah, like, historically, right. Historically, that's like a that's like a sexualized space. Um, the thing ooh. I
0: couldn't do was seem ditzy. Like I was going to do that as part of the test, mate. you couldn't I could if not. If you fucking tried, I You're could not smart. figure out how to. Oh, Sorry, thanks. but too smart. I also like have tried. I've spent so long trying to like be articulate because I'm Asian and they always think I don't speak English, mm-hmm. um, despite the fact that many of them come from countries that were not part of the British Empire, and in my family. <laughs> It was like, speak English um, a couple generations few generations wow. Um, but <laughs> I-, I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to seem dumb because I do think that like one of the things that um, men re- that part of the male gaze is that visualizing that your looks are beyond what's in here mm. and then you support it by not being articulate by mm. being deferential and I couldn't figure out how to do that I did smile I more. I don't think you. I tried to smile
1: more. <laughs> yeah. No. I get that. Um, I don't. I don't think that. I don't know if it's worth diving that deep into it because.
0: Like, <laughs> so what about you? Do you feel like that worked uh, for you? Would you keep doing it?
1: Well, I've, the thing is, the thing that, like what I know about how the algorithm works apparently is that it pushes your content to your followers first, and if it performs well, there it goes out and out and out yeah. and out into the algorithm. And I think I like that branding of like the camera and the dark light and the portfolio stuff worked really well for a few weeks. And now I think I've reached a point where my followers like, I don't care. So I need to like, kind of figure out a, a system, but I will say that the posts where I had like visible breasts and cleavage and such, they did, especially the portfolio ones, like, especially because people aren't used to seeing like like hot fat bitches with big cameras like that's not
0: why is that not your profile why is that your not your bio
1: big bitch big camera big bitch bigger camera no I love it um wait big bitch big tits big camera oh. can someone make me a tapestry that says
0: that oh my god you totally oh totally- <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could make one
1: no that's going on my tombstone um on your your (laughs) t-shirt I get it as like a belly tat yeah no I can see it um you know and also like leaning into like the branding of my work as well because that's what Mm -hmm. people want to see they want to see that Mm -hmm. you like the person behind the brand and that you are like Mm -hmm. kind of your artwork Mm -hmm. and the thing Mm -hmm. is like I think I live that in a way that a lot of people online don't like mm-hmm. I've got the weird gray streak in yeah. my hair. Like I live in photo, like equipment. Like I yeah. live photo theory in a way that, like, I don't think a lot of people really have quite figured out yet on here because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't talk about it a huge amount. But like, it's all I think about. Like mm-hmm. I live in it. I live in mm-hmm. visual culture criticism mm-hmm. and media, like all the time. Mm-hmm. I lent into the archetypes of like what we know about spookiness, which
0: is like mm-hmm. Elvira, big tits, mm-hmm. Morticia, like. Mm -hmm. red lips like I really you're you're really lucky that Joe does not have your cell phone number because he was like why are we not like just messaging her pictures of Morticia and Elvira he was like you should just be texting her these pictures (laughs) you should be
1: I mean (laughs) Mike, I would love Mike. like oh god bucket list I would love to do a portrait of Elvira can you
0: imagine Elvira wherever you are
1: she's a lesbian she's a lesbian yeah free she came out like in the last like couple of years and was like oh yeah no i had like a beautiful butch crash on my sofa once through like a mutual like friend and we fell in love and i was just like
0: this is the gayest shit i've ever had in my life uh elvira wherever you why don't you message her message her people why not i know i know I, got I do still hold out hope that chocolate romeo was <laughs> that the guy who loves his wife that he'll come out mr chocolate something. mr chocolate as we call it <laughs> chocolate romeo uh, oh man <laughs> Chocolate Romeo sounds like I'm really demeaning some black guy.
1: I was about to say it sounds like kind of racist.
0: <laughs> that sounds wrong. I don't mean that. <laughs> Mr. Chocolate. Uh, Mr. Mr. Chocolate slash Mr. Engineer. Mr. Chocolate. Um, Mr. Monsieur Chocolate. <laughs> Monsieur Chocolat. Oh, man. Um, so I don't know if it's a media recommendation. So mine is actually I did read the well the well-reviewed um Pineapple Street by Jenny Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be kind of, um, it would be kind of germane for this episode about male gaze in some ways, because it's Mm. a story of um, uh, kind of like, you know, Brooklyn family, three different kids, their lives with their spouses or Mm -hmm. partners. And, um, but it's all three women who are trying to negotiate their existence and I think that um, I mean, I don't you know, like it was really well reviewed and I thought it was well written. It's a, the part of the reason it was really well reviewed is because it's an author who's never written a book. And it was like so mm. good at the first time. Mm-hmm, and people love mm-hmm. a debut author, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, it was like people one of love the first- an undiscovered artist. I know. I know. And, pe- and it's a Reese Witherspoon book and whatnot. And I think oh, it has okay. a nice voice. It has a nice like it has a nice cadence and it's sort of interesting. It's very mm-hmm. consumable.
1: Mm hmm. That's but, the same with a lot of Reese Witherspoon stuff that she exactly, puts her money behind. exactly. She knows exactly. her audience. She's very she sure fucking does. smart. She's so She's smart. Very smart. She's, She's so very smart. smart.
0: She is also our age. Pedro Piscot, yeah. me and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> there you go. It's sort of a recommendation because I think people should read it and think about how the male gaze, they're ignoring the fact that the male gaze exists. Mm-hmm. Because why? one of the things I think is the, the book doesn't really – it almost is as if these people have no um insight into themselves i mean that's a point mm, of the book mm. but they're constantly forgetting how people perceive them they do that's also um, like all american sitcoms by the way yeah every single yes, character is written tone. that way yeah it's the same it's basically the same and i think that if you read well, that she's, book a, and you she's thought a tv about the male producer
1: games, she's a she's a film producer that yes, makes sense she's yes. like she owns her own production company it makes sense right. that she would be taking those kinds of formulaic stories that's right right it's very formulaic
0: space. and i think mm. that these women what's interesting is you were talking about and i think sort of to me this episode is like how do you live the life knowing theory and like ignoring theory in some ways and that's sort of how this book is these are very reality of man (laughs) exactly and these are people who are very self-aware because they're in new york and brooklyn and whatever but also completely not self-aware uh did you say liberalism sorry Exactly. That's exactly right. All right. So now tell me about your yellow jacket. So,
1: yes. Speaking of middle-aged women, I have been watching Yellow Jackets, which, if anyone doesn't know, it's basically like Lord of the Flies if it was teenage girls. Um, but the the show is set up uh, where you're like living in the past with them through their like extreme wilderness, like abandoned by society trauma. And then 25 years later, you're, like, watching them all psychologically unravel because they've all never dealt with the fact that they, like, had to do some terrible things to each other. I don't, I don't know if I should spoil it. Um,
0: don't, you don't have to spoil it.
1: Yeah. But it's got um, – God, what's her name? Melanie – the New Zealand uh, the New Zealand actor who's been in everything. Melanie Linsky. Um, I love her. Yeah. And, like, no one ever knows that she's from New Zealand until she's in an interview and she kind of, like, talks with her little accent. Um <laughs> But she's also become like kind of a sapphic icon um in recent months and i think because of this show but also like she's just incredible in the industry because she like will not really change herself that much Mm -hmm. and in in interviews she's like well i kind of figure if people want like someone who looks real they'll come to me and they do like she's playing like a 50 year old like Mm middle-aged mom who like has like she kind of looks like she has like you know like a by Hollywood standards like a mom body even
0: though mm. I think she's <laughs> she looks I think she's, she's probably slim as, right? yeah I think she's probably slim oh she's definitely also, slim but she's not like Hollywood
1: slim you know okay, she's so got like kind of chunky arms Pedro,
0: around the age of Pedro Pascal exactly exactly mm. um, it all goes back to
1: Pedro Pascal poop. yeah see <laughs> <laughs> you you run CapCut I assume
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Please stop it from coming up on my fucking feed. Anyway, um, Melanie Linsky, she's like fucking amazing. And it's just like, you know, these women who I would, you know, like all these actors basically, because it's a bunch of like women who have been in the industry who like aren't typically like beautiful in the same way that you would expect from like women how they're supposed to be, right? And they're also not doing that thing that cinema has done to women who are over 30, where they immediately put them in the role of like a 60 year old fucking woman. Right. Like they're these women who are like entering their fifties who are struggling with like being alive because they went through extreme trauma. Um, And it's like, obviously really like super, 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 like exaggerated extreme trauma. But I actually think it's just like a really fascinating kind of look at Especially like how people view like teenagers these days as well. Mm. And like young women. Because <laughs> well, I like watch it. these you should. I think you'd actually kinda of, it's kind like it up, up right but now. I think you'd like it. It takes a bit okay. to get into and it is like I would say the first few episodes have especially the first season, like when you've watched the same like the amount of TV that I've watched <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in like a self-derogatory way. Like I grew up watching a lot of film and cinema and I was always like really, really into the behind the scenes making of everything. Uh-huh. But, like, I am – I have the ability to predict TV now. Like, I know who's going to die. I know, like, kind of when in the story arc it's going to happen. So for the first couple of episodes, I was like, oh, American media. And now that I'm kind of into it, and it's mostly, like, an ensemble, like, middle-aged woman, like, cast. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm here for it. Um, And also, like, all the young women who are playing them as teenagers – they're good actors, and they like carry it really well, and they carry being yeah. like 17, 18 in a way that makes sense for kids now. Interesting. Um, I
0: Interesting. don't know if I'd show it to your kids. <laughs> they see ever. They've seen everything. My kids okay. have seen it. They, they're All always right. like, because now that they're teenagers, they they've seen they've seen so much more than I probably have seen. True. Um, at their age, certainly. It, but I, I think I would that, recommend it. That sounds like a good one for this show too, because I yes. think that for me. The reason those my media recommendation and yours is that what I think theory so far episode is that you have to live your life mm-hmm, despite mm-hmm. despite theory in some ways. Yep, You also have to consume media with theory. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's the opposite is also true. Like, you have to be critical of why people are making choices, why they're giving you this media, why this media has been given to you. Can you
1: understand why she's currently a sapphic icon?
0: Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> Look at <her> tits. <laughs> My God. Anyway. I do love how that um, the breasts are a big part of the episode for male gays. <laughs> I
1: know, I know. I mean, listen, when you live with G-cup canastas like I do, <laughs> I love I do that think, word. It's so funny. I do
0: think we could. There is. It, I am always amazed by the number of creative ways people describe them.
1: No, I know, right? I know. Uh, that's one of my favorites. I, I picked it up from a vintage and antique dealer a few years ago. Yeah, it's from the 50s, right? Mm-hmm, Canastas. Mm-hmm. Canastas. Because they go like, you know, especially yeah.
0: back then. <laughs> Maracas. Mm, melons. <laughs> What are other ones? Melons, mar- maracas? Uh, jugs. Jugs, yeah. the Jugs Mac- is Mercury like, it a magazine? And, yeah. But
1: Mercury yeah. Stardust and uh, Jory, uh, Alluring Skull, did their uh, fundraising for trans healthcare in the US. And when they went over their 2 million limit, a bunch of people started donating. I missed this part because I was in a photo session. Um, I did donate earlier in the day, of course. But there were... Uh, a bunch of people who were like, no, no, you both need your own gender affirming care. So there was like a mugs and jugs for like a facial like facial feminization surgery and mercury to get uh like a breast augmentation. Uh, so there was like this trending thing of like mugs and jugs, mugs and jugs.
0: That's awesome. That's know, awesome.
1: Which I love
0: Coconuts,
1: knockers, yeah. you cantaloupes.
0: I'm looking at right now. <laughs> Milkers. Fun bags. But I do think that so So it sounds like I think that you brought to me the end of the thing that I think to like sort of sum this up, which well, is great because I have to that, pay. <laughs> I, I have to go. <laughs> um, but uh, to sum this up, I think this episode has been about like sort of talking about how like a lot of the male gaze we talked about in the previous episode comes into practice in our lives, right? Like really? it comes into practice in our lives through TikTok, how it comes into practice in our lives in the TikToks we make. And I think you bring up the point that I think is really important. So the male gaze is a theory mm. and but we're living our lives. Mm. And I will say that, like, I certainly I don't necessarily wear makeup. My 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 husband always says, oh, you have liner on. I do put on liner sometimes. Uh, you must have made a TikTok. So I do sometimes do that because I think the camera mm. washes you out. But yes. like, I don't usually wear it in my um In my life, but I Mm. certainly otherwise conform to many things about the, you know, the male gaze, like I wear, you know, very feminine clothing, I have a feminine haircut, and, you know, I brush my hair and brush my teeth, mister, and, um, (laughs) but we all are trying to negotiate within society, so you cannot, you cannot be without society. You know even if you're trying yeah. even if you like I don't know who's that person who uh she has like a check mark she she has a very thick hair and she like dyes it different colors and she dresses up with really cool outfits could be Um I'll put her instead. in the thing She did a video recently about how she used to conform to the female gaze and now she – the male gaze and now she doesn't.
1: Oh, yeah, the one who does all the, like, goblin posts about, like, shitting her pants. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, because she was, like, a pretty blonde girl. But also I think that, like, now that she's found – I was actually thinking about her the other day because she came up on my FYP and I was like, I think that – because she was like, "Oh, I always used to do it for approval," but now she's performing a certain kind of alternativeness for the exactly. internet's approval. I was
0: like, "I'm sorry to say, you're doing the same thing, honey." She's doing. <laughs> I know. I was
1: like, "Oh, babe, you're in a psychological loop." Um,
0: that's right. So I think that like you've just done people- it in a different
1: way where you're appealing to like that's queer right. people now. Um,
0: yes, yeah. So I think that that's the thing you should like. People should remember that like yes, it's. It's not about going against the male gaze or for the male gaze or like living your life. It's about trying to decide, negotiate what you feel like works for you. And I
1: also think, and this is something that I think is super important to remind especially young people of, especially young queer people, theory is secondary to living your life in the world. Um, and I understand cause like, I grew up chronically online. I like lived my entire teens. Like my third spaces were Tumblr. Mm-hmm. I didn't have real life third spaces. Mm-hmm. I was in Queensland. There was mm-hmm. you know, not accepting of like young queer culture, especially not when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and theory is something that we have developed as people to make sense of living in the world. It doesn't mm-hmm. come first. Don't That's live right. your theory. Don't live your theory first, live your life first. Like you can't – you are never going to find peace trying to like figure out Judith Butler in your day to fucking day. Like for the love of God, go – just you can't. Go look at like photo series of people – I reposted someone who was doing this the other day. But like go look at like queer people and whoever who exists like outside of theory and you know – Butch lesbians who are like 50, who just are butch because they are butch, not because they've engaged with any yeah. kind of fucking theory.
0: Like, yeah. just for the love of God, go and talk to people. <laughs> That's, like- okay, but listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and talk to people after you listen to the podcast. Uh, but take, I think that's like Take this
1: podcast and what you've learned here to go oh, into other people. Oh, wow. So good. I know, so clever. So Can you tell I was raised so by good. people who like, are psychiatrists?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I think that that's a good place to end, right? Like that we're, we've gone yeah. through a lot of the theory, how the theory of the male gaze kind of is in real life in these different parts of real life TikTok is real life um and in our yeah. real lives and how we tried to play around with it to understand our TikTok platforms but realistically it will always be there I don't know that like you you have to live the your thing. life being worried about it my
1: my content is also going to wind up on like lesbian pages and lesbians
0: also left tits so <laughs> and that is a great there's place there's so many, to many
1: variables Seema. <laughs>
0: Are so many variables. There are many variables, but lesbians love tits. That's, that's a constant. That's, that's a constant. I mean, listen. So, um, be <laughs> sure to follow us at Artless Podcast, yes. and we have to tell you if you have any topic suggestions, feedbacks, and sponsorship offers, or you just want to say hi. Yeah. Um, email us at podcast at gmail, and we, in fact, will soon be recording one. That's a suggestion. <gasps> Oh, uh, we got an email.
1: We love you, emails. Yes, we're also going to shift to our weekly format. Uh, I would say in the next week or so. That's
0: right. Uh, that's just right. Just because
1: my sister's that's just right. going to have to deal with the fact that I have to have editing time. Um,
0: that's right. That's right. We're going to also- do it. So always, you can follow Seema, me at Art Lust, Artlust A R T L U S T. Second.
1: If anyone who hasn't figured it out, Seema does that, so that's not weird when I spell out mine. You can follow me at dark Darkroom, darkroom spelt how you would expect. V-A-R-M-I-N-T. Means vermin, because I used to call myself a darkroom rat, but it just doesn't hit the same way. And eventually we will have an artlast podcast page on whatever platform we, will. we end up we on. Will. We will. We will. We okay, will. And let's we will. talk about uh, TikTok next week.
0: Okay, sounds great. Talk to you everybody later. Thanks for listening. Bye.